The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Independent contractor of Money Concepts International, Inc. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member of FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC, NCUA insured. No bank or credit union guarantee. May lose value. Money Concepts Advisory Service is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Welcome to What Is Your Money Really For podcast. My name is Cody Braun. I'm your host. And today I have with me Tyler Braun, the author of Eight Things I Wish I Knew Before I Retired. And today we are going to be diving into how much money do I need to retire? I just want to take a minute to say thank you for all of you who are joining us again and all of you who are new to our podcast. We are very excited to have you and we are looking to answer this question for all of our listeners out there. And I have with me Tyler. So Tyler, let's dive into this here today. How does somebody go about finding the answer to the question, how much money do I need to retire? Because this is a common question that we hear often. Yeah, we hear it every day, every day with the clients we work with or the people we're meeting for the first time. And you know, one of the things is, is, you know, how much do I need? And a lot of people actually compare themselves to their peers when they're looking at it. Uh, but really, it comes down to every person's unique when you're gauging how much money you actually need to truly retire to accomplish your goal. So with regards to replacing that income, a lot of times people will look at their gross number, meaning they'll look at, oh, I made $100,000 as my annual gross income while I was working and they try and replace that. But there's a lot of different steps, and I know you're going to ask some great questions through here, so I'll generalize this. But there's a lot of great steps and exercises that you can go through to back out you know, what your true expenses are and then replacing that number uh, in a way that makes really efficient, efficient sense tax-wise, also what makes sense for you and your goals going forward. So I know you're going to ask some great questions. We'll dive further into detail, but long story short, every person's unique with that. And when you're trying to tackle that goal on how much money do I truly need, you need to take a look at what your expenses are, right? Do you have any liabilities out there uh, that you need to cover, such as a mortgage or anything like that? And then you also need to take into account what income sources do I have to help replace that income in retirement? Gotcha. So there's lots of factors that go into this is what you're telling me Absolutely. So if I went on the internet and I Googled how much money do I need to retire, would it tell me the exact dollar (laughs) amount? (laughs) No. 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 not. Okay. Darn it. A lot of times they look at it and say, well, that's a really big number, right? Uh, So ultimately, if you're trying to calculate how much money that you need to retire, general rule of thumb, I I talk about net income all the time with clients. And that's just a, a term that I use. So When I talk about net income, it's replacing the income that you have coming in after taxes and expenses. So if you think about it, if you work for a job and let's say you're making $3,000 a month, or excuse me, $3,000 per paycheck take home, that's $6,000 a month of actual spending money that's hitting your checking account, that's what you're truly living off of, right? So you might be getting $6,000 a month but putting away a max capacity into your 401k and paying for so towards social security and all these things that you're no longer going to be paying towards in retirement. So really when you're factoring in that math, you need to replace the $6,000 per month take home because that's what you're used to living off of. So from there, we can back out what your tax bracket will be in retirement. And that's where we start putting into place what income sources you have and what you actually need to pull from investments beyond that number. Gotcha. So I, while you were while you were sharing that, I actually pulled up here and Googled how much money do I need to retire. And there was lots of calculators that came up. Um, and I typed in uh, a couple of what you were sharing with me. And a couple of these calculators actually gave me different numbers. Yeah. So how do I know which one of these numbers is right? 
that's a that's a great question. Um, so it comes down to what your unique need is. And when you're running those calculators and you're looking at it and you're saying, I know that I spend $5,000 a month just on my hard costs, for example, uh, such as my, your mortgage, your utility bills, gas, whatever it is, then you know that number needs to be above that on a monthly basis. You know you have to take taxes into consideration with that. Inflation is one of the biggest um, obstacles of retirement. So you definitely have to take that into account as well. So there's those factors that you have to account for. There's different calculators out there and they're all going to give you different answers, right? Some of them are simple calculators where they simply just take your monthly amount, multiply it times 12, multiply it by the numbers of years that you think you're going to be alive. There's your number, right? That didn't take into account taxes. That didn't take into account inflation. That didn't take into account any down markets, any up markets, all those things. So you need to be very detailed when you're putting that together to make sure it's an accurate number for you. Okay. That's really, that's really helpful. I appreciate that. So you mentioned the word factors. You talked about taxes. Help, uh, help me identify what are some of those factors. So if I meet with somebody or I'm on the internet looking into this question, these are some of the things I want to make sure that we take into account. So you said taxes is one, gross versus net. Yep. What are some other factors? Well, I think what most people look at is when they ask the money, how much money do I need to retire? What they want to know is they want to know if they have enough in investments or enough saved to pull the trigger, right? That's the true question that they're asking. So the way to back that out is let's say that you had income of $5,000 a month after taxes and you know that's what you need to replace. And after you run your tax bracket into that, let's assume you need $6,000 a month gross. So $6,000 before taxes, every month $1,000 would go to Uncle Sam, five grand would go to your checking account and that pays your bills, Right. So if you know that you need 5000 a month, right, to have that same standard of living or income, and then we start looking at the income sources you have. So now that we have that gross number of 6000 that we set as an example, let's assume your Social Security is 2000 right? So now you're at a $4,000 gross need on a monthly basis. And let's assume that your pension is another 2000 just for easy math. So that leaves you with a shortfall of $2,000 a month gross that you would need to fill from your investments. And then from there, the true art of actual financial planning comes into play because you're saying, how do I replace that income in the most efficient route possible? And everybody's different based on tax needs and all these other factors we've talked about before. So it's just looking at that and saying, how do I replace that income? What makes the most amount of sense for my situation? And what is that true number? And then you have to calculate that inflationary raise in there as well. Yeah, yeah. So great explanation. Several things that I jotted down as you were talking here. You talked about, right, how much do you have saved? You yep. mentioned the word pension. So you got to take that into account if you're going to have a pension. Pension or Social Security. Social Security was one. Yep. Um, and then inflation yeah. is another thing that needs to be factored. So taxes, inflation, savings. Let's look at this at a couple different angles. So you mentioned that if you're really asking that questions, it's, do you have enough saved? What if you're on the other end of the spectrum, right? And you're saying, well, I'm just starting out, right? How much do I need to save so that I can factor in how much can I put in my checking account to take a nice trip or do those things and not cut myself short in that retirement or uh, when I get to the end of what I want to do next? So you can run that same calculator. You just run it for a longer period of time. And you're saying that if I want to have you know, X amount per month of take-home income and factor in what your tax bracket is 
and simply take that annually and build your compounding inflation into that, it'll tell you exactly, and it'll be a big number, right? But it'll tell you exactly what that number is that you would need on a monthly basis to replace the income that you would have now with inflation, right? So you can find out what that number is very simply. And there's calculators out there that can help you with that, or we could even help with that. So ultimately, when you're running that, you find out what that number is, and then you start doing the same math. And you say, I know that, you know, based on this, my social security statement says I'm supposed to receive X amount. You back that out. If there's a pension estimation based on years of service and you plan on being with a company, you can run that. A lot of companies don't have pensions anymore. So that will find the void that you would need on a monthly basis right there. And then you're simply saying, how do I accumulate the assets that are large enough to generate that income? And at what age am I on pace to hit that goal? So it's just it's the math that's backing into the number that you're ultimately trying to achieve. Okay. It sounds really like uh, I have to get a calculator. This gets complicated. Is there a simple formula out there that we can just plug in to say, boom, here it is versus, or is it just going to Google and trust in? No, there's, I mean, there's definitely formulas that can go into it. So if you said, for example, I want that $5,000 on a monthly basis, and that's going to be your take home amount, that's 60,000 a year, right? So that's 5,000 times 12 is 60,000. If we backed out the taxes on that, and let's say that you were in a 15% tax bracket, that means gross dollars, you would need $70,588 gross, right? Approximately per year. Per year, right? That's that's just to replace, that's the gross number when 10,000 is going to go to Uncle Sam in that example, 5,000 per month or 60,000 annually is going to go to you net. And then from there, you'd start building in what that inflation is. So if you were going to retire today and needed to replace that, Right, and you had said I needed to replace the seventy thousand five eighty eight. You're then taking that number and you're backing out what Social Security would pay you. So if your gross number is seventy thousand, and Social Security is going to pay you twenty five thousand a year, and your pension is going to pay you an extra twenty five thousand a year as well, just for easy math, that means your shortfall is twenty thousand dollars. So a lot of experts call it the rule of 4%. If you take 4% from a portfolio or less, you typically will not run out of money. So this is not a suggestion to take 4% or less out of a portfolio. Every person's different. I'm just saying that's a rule of thumb you hear about a lot. So if you divided that 20,000 by 0.04, that means you'd need about $514,000 in investments. If you pulled a 4% distribution from it, that would cover that $20,000 shortfall that you needed to fill that gap for retirement. So, you know, when we're sitting down with people, you want to make sure you're staggering those time horizons and you still have assets growing in the background for inflation, right? Which is that hidden obstacle that's out there as well. Gotcha. We are getting deep into the math here today. You're challenging my brain. My goodness, (laughs) I had to get the calculator out. So how couple last questions here. So is there a general rule of thumb? I know uh, as we were growing up, you know, that million dollar mark was always such a milestone. If you get to a million dollars, hey, you're, you've made it. You, yeah. you have, is there a general rule of thumb like that, that uh, we could, you would suggest or people could shoot for maybe that don't want to do that mathematical <laughs> analytical stuff that you would give them that nice safety net to, to think about? In that manner. Uh, well, we talked about it previously in a, in a former podcast, but cash flow is truly king. So it's replacing the cash flow in retirement. So 
when I say everybody's different, think about a teacher, for example. If you work in the state of Illinois and you're on the teacher retirement system, you have a cost of living adjustment on your pension every single year. And typically that covers their their cost of living in general, their pension. So if if you're a teacher and you have no debt and you're making eighty, you know, eighty, eighty-five thousand dollars a year as a pension, really you can have a really good lifestyle and you don't need a whole lot in investments outside of that because that pension is covering the lifestyle you have and you're getting a cost of living adjustment from it. So that's one example of somebody that looks at it and might say, you know, I don't have a lot set aside, but I have a really strong cash flow going into retirement. And that's one way to insulate yourself. There's other people that we work with that might have been small business owners that worked their tail off their whole life, got to be close to retirement, and sold their business. And now they're sitting on a big nest egg of assets, but they don't really have much for a pension and a lot of small business owners don't show income on paper on purpose, right? So they might not have a large social security. And they're saying, do I have enough in investments to now generate the same standard of living that I had before? So everybody's a little bit different. You know, that that $1 million number, I will say, is not what it used to be, right? People used to say, well, if I got a million dollars, I am set. Well, everything's more expensive than it used to be. You know, a lot of times when you saw that million dollar number, a house was probably... You know, you could buy a house for a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand, and that was a family-sized house. Well, you know, now for that, you know, mid-level house, you're paying two fifty or three hundred thousand for that same standard. So there's just different costs as inflation has gone up. That number has most likely gone up as well. Um, you just need to take every person into account with their unique situation. It mainly comes down to cash flow when we're doing those plans. Awesome. Well, Tyler, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us here today. Uh, on our next podcast, we're actually going to be diving into your book, The Eight Things I Wish I Knew Before I Retired, because now you helped us answer the question, how much money do we need to retire? And we're going to be diving deeper into that. Very good book. Talks uh, actual real stories, it sounds like, yeah, of absolutely. Uh, clients, clients that have gone through retirement, some of the mistakes they made, some of the successes that they had. So we'll be diving into some of that and looking at those chapters a little bit more in detail as we go through our future podcast here. Just want to say thank you again for all of you joining us. If you feel that this could be beneficial to anybody that you know, uh, please share it with them. We love to get this in front of people that we can continue to help. But that is a wrap here for What Is Your Money Really For podcast, and we will see you next time. The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Independent contractor of Money Concepts International, Inc. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member of FINRA, SIPC. Investments are not FDIC, NCUA insured. No bank or credit union guarantee. May lose value. Money Concepts Advisory Service is a registered investment advisor with the SEC.